Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Open Floor Globe? I'm your host, Michael LaPodpina, and I'm joined on the other line by my good friend, Sports Illustrated staff writer, Rohan Nodgerny. Rohan, I texted you last night to let you know that on today's show we would each be power ranking our 10 favorite shots from Jason Tatum's 51 point masterpiece in Washington. But instead I've spared you that assignment. And I have a question that's more in line with the actual theme of today's show that I want to run by you. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So after the dust has settled and all the ballots are counted, how many all-star votes do you think Grayson Allen will receive from his fellow players? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can we is the bucks like who's running the bucks social media account it, and why are potentially they in, someone different now than three days why, ago why are they intent on like <laughs> ra, like route like team social accounts like I, I generally don't get involved anyway and like i like quote unquote like offensive tweet like to me we're not gonna get in this discussion but it's like what does it really matter sometimes? Like there's definitely things that are in poor taste or whatever. And it's like, generally it doesn't matter. Like it, you can just ignore a tweet and your life will go mm-hmm. on. But the Bucks, for some reason seem like intent on just like making people angry. Like they went after the Raptors weirdly, like a week or two ago. And like, the Shang-Chi was in their mentions. <laughs> Simu Liu. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, Oh, they just start. I don't know what's going on there, but like, just team accounts. Like, take a breath. Just tweet out the score. Like, you know what's going on here? Um, I I, I, like, all, I was not all, expecting that diversion. The, I got to be team, honest. The team accounts are just a little heavy handed with the masala these days, and it's like let's let's dial it down a bit. <laughs> so that's your Grayson Allen take that Milwaukee Bucks social media needs to chill out. Like, what what were they thinking when they tweeted like? I guess the context, obviously, for people who don't know, is like the morning after he flagrant fouled Alex Caruso, they like tweeted a video of him that was like, "Good morning, it's game day," and it's like Grayson Allen eating a donut. And was like, "What are you like? What are you gaining from this? Do Do you think Bucks fans even love Grayson Allen? Like, I don't think he's, he's not like some hometown hero." I. Yeah, I was not expecting, again, to go into the social media portion of this type of conversation, but I, yeah, I I don't, you know, he wasn't a part of the championship winning team. Um, I was at the White House when they, uh, when the Bucks went to the White House, because that's what you do when you win the title. Mm -hmm. And 
Grayson Allen was like sitting with family members in the crowd because he obviously I mean, wasn't a part of the team. And it makes were- total sense and is understandable. And I'm not like trying to make fun of him, but it was like kind of jarring to see that. And I was like, oh, yeah, Grayson Allen's on this team. And you were there to protest in defense of the filibuster, right? That's exactly why I was there. And it, I, I failed miserably. Yeah. You, just have, yeah, you, <laughs> you just happened to be there the same day. You were like, what's this? <laughs> but uh, but no. So, like, I, I hope everyone is aware, but Grayson Allen fouled Alex Caruso on a pretty dirty play. Grayson Allen mm-hmm. has a history of, of fouling and tripping and doing all these sorts of things going back to his time at Duke. <laughs> and then just Did making you- a weird face after doing it. It's not like his history of both is... <laughs> Like both doing the thing and then being really smug about it. Yeah. Did you feel real quick, and then we'll get into today's show, I promise. Did you feel like the one game suspension was too lenient, too much? It was much? way too lenient. I didn't get it at all. Like suspend the guy for a week. Even if you have to a do A week? Half, okay. Wow. Even if, even if you have to do like half of it without pay and half of it with pay, like I absolutely think they got to suspend him for longer than that and especially after there was there's all this anticipation to what the suspension was going to be and you had multiple reporters being like well the nba can take into account the injury and it's like ooh, like what are they going to do here and then it was like <laughs> one game it's like what you know i i don't know i'm a little surprised it was only one game listen i was surprised when Jokic, frankly, only got one game uh, for that Markeef one that Markeef more still has not played. It's <laughs> <He's> just <laughs> out of the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that uh, Allen's suspension absolutely should have been longer. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what goes into that. And I bet the – I'm sure the union would have probably gotten involved had it been too long or whatever. But one game, I was like, that's it after all that. But, you know, it is what it is. I was – Kind of weirded out that the Bucks released a statement to be that like they disagreed this is- with it. Yes, why do the Bucks continue to <laughs> try to piss people off? What are, like, are they incapable of reading the room? Did they think that was going to be cool? <laughs> Did they think they were like, think- oh, like people are going to think it's like badass when we say we disagree with the decision? Like what? Yeah, it is weird. I, I I personally I find it hard to not like the Bucks just because of the players. Most of, of the course. players on the team, like I love them, love Giannis, love Chris Middleton, love Drew Holiday, love Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is like my favorite player of all time mm-hmm. now after last year. But like, come on, like what are we what are we doing? How about like, no statement? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no statement. <laughs> what like what did what about that required a statement? It was ridiculous, yeah. and I think that we've made our point. Our, yeah. our opinions are clear on this, yeah. and we will yeah. not be releasing a statement. We will be releasing <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Exactly. Um, okay, Rowan, so t- on today's episode, you and I will actually be picking our all-star teams, and you know, I might sprinkle in a few all-star-related emails that were not shared with you um, ahead of time, so that'll be very fun. Before we get to it, a quick reminder to please keep your amazing emails coming to openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Okay, so Rohan, we have columns coming out this week on si.com that cover our all-star picks. And I am responsible for the Eastern Conference and you, the Western Conference. So I figured that it would be pretty cool to preview those pieces and kind of flesh them out a bit here. We'll do the Western Conference starters, then the Eastern Conference starters, then we'll bounce back to the West for reserves and finish out with my reserves in the East. Uh, real quick, just letting everybody know how we did this. The starters are three front court and two back court players. The reserves are pretty much positionless, which is more or less how the coaches who actually decide these teams get to do it. Um, so, so yeah, let's begin. Uh, can I Can I say something before we start? Yes, you may. So you know how you said you are going to sprinkle in some emails that I may not have seen before. I didn't yes. get to see beforehand. Yes, I'm there's something that there's something that I've been wanting to say that I wanted to wait to tell you on the podcast. <laughs> okay, because I had plenty of opportunities to tell you before. We've been texting about this. You texted me this morning. You were like, "Hey, bro, like, quick cue. Uh, are we doing positionless for the reserves? I- I've been doing some research. I just want you to know, and I, I, and this is not a good or bad thing. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. Like. You care so much more about this than I do. I got to be honest, it. every year I could not care less who makes the all-star team. I could I not care it. less for the all-star debates. I, your column for the is going to be like 3,000 words long. Mine's going to be, I don't know, 
500 maybe. I mean, I, I just I cannot stress enough how much more thought you put into this than I have. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm glad that this has been um, admitted and, um, you know, my passion is getting rewarded and credit uh, <laughs> yeah. slash I'm just wasting my life watching footage of, uh, you know, Drew Holiday getting defensive stops in isolation situations versus There's nothing Jimmy wrong Butler with and- I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I just think that I just, uh, to then be like demanding this guy's left on or off this fake team, sure, you know, but hey. It's a real team though. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. It matters. Sure, sure. It's, it's really real, Mike. You're right. I'm sorry. It's all very real. Okay, yeah. so let's start in the West. Um, I think the Western Conference starters are pretty straightforward, but... Let's see if we're on the same page here. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty – these guys are pretty much locks. I think there's one player who you could argue just kind of based on position stuff, maybe you leave out. But my Western Conference starters are Stephen Curry, John mm-hmm. Morant, LeBron mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. Uh, Nikola Jokic, and Rudy Gobert. Okay. Um Maybe straightforward wasn't the right word to use there because I do think that <laughs> I do think that uh, for, for well, first of all, four of them are straightforward, and I agree yeah. with you. Uh, ja, Steph, Jokic, and LeBron, all worthy starters. Mm-hmm. I think Rudy Gobert all, is excellent. Imme- immediately, here we go. You, you thought so. I think I think Rudy's excellent. Uh, can I, you know, can I, I have, tell you who I think you're going to pick for this other spot? That I that yeah, I have sure. on my team. It was sure. between him and Carl Towns. Okay. Yes. And we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Carl would be who I would pick in that spot. And I don't begrudge you for picking Rudy. Uh they're very they're they're like kind of like the exact opposites of, mm-hmm. of big men. One is like supremely skilled and is you know his true shooting is like 64 or whatever and he's yeah. just coming off pin downs hitting threes i mean he's still um, over 40 percent from three right carl towns yeah i mean he's it's nuts arguably or maybe obviously the greatest shooting seven footer of all time i guess you could you know, there's some other names you could throw in there but statistically he's certainly up there and then you have rudy gobert who's you know, a perennial defensive player of the year candidate slash winner. And uh, that's not Towns's strength. And right. Towns has and made to me, strides this to me year. It just, but- it just came down to, you know, I know the Jazz have had some struggles lately. I think that was in large part because Gobert missed time. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. They're one of the best teams in the league when he's on the floor. And, you know, the Wolves have had success this year. They've had their own guys in and out of the lineup a little bit, but. Yeah, that that to me is the, the tiebreaker for me in this scenario is who's on the better team. And obviously, I mean, Gobert, you know, there was a brief stretch during the season where I think some people maybe even were having their MVP ballots, et cetera. You mentioned I think he's going to be first or second in defensive player of the year. It's hard to leave a guy like that off. If I would have if I would have left him off, it would have been because you kind of have two centers on the team. But, you know, it's not forward, forward, center. It's three front court. So those are my starters. I got Gobert, Jokic. LeBron, Steph, and Ja. Steph, it's getting interesting though. It's getting a little interesting. I'm I mean, really glad like that you just said that. Five and five, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, I I don't think he's a lock, lock, lock. I mean, I think he's going to make it because the fans. Well, the voting, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to make it. But in terms of just like you know uh, us trying to figure out who is the best and had the best first half. I think you can make an argument for someone like like Chris Paul in that Donovan spot. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's played really well. He has a concussion right now, which is going to hurt his case, mm-hmm. you know, for a variety of reasons. But the team's offense, and I think a lot of it is Draymond Green's absence, has not been great, and Steph has not been, you know, as excellent as he needs to be offensively. I mean, it's going on what like six weeks now. It's been quite a while. I, I don't know in the exact. I'm sure, you know, the Light Years podcast has has charted the dip exactly, but it's been a little while now. Right, and he's down to 37.6% from behind the three-point line on like 13 attempts per game, which, I mean, 
there's so many guys around the league who would just murder someone for those stats. Uh, What's his three point percentage? Thirty seven point six percent. Okay, which, I mean, listen, Duncan Robinson's catching up. So, um, there's a lot of guys in front of him, but yeah. I mean, he's taking thirteen and a bunch I of mean, them are is, off the bat. It is also and, nuts how that percentage, like four years ago, you would have been like, "That's insane," and now it's like you've multiple people shooting over 40%. It's getting out of hand. Yeah. It's by far the worst of his career, which, I mean, we're talking about the the standard here is the greatest shooter who ever lived. And, you know, he can, you know, wouldn't be crazy to see him go on this ridiculous hot streak because that's what Steph Curry does. But I do think that you mentioned Donovan. I think like, frankly, and we'll get into this, a little more deeply later on, but like Luca is coming on mm-hmm. real strong right now. He is. I mean, the Mavs are really basketball. coming on strong. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be. Did you, did you like hesitate at all when you were you know jotting the names down with Steph, or was it just I don't I, really care I about didn't, the? No, I think that he's done enough over the course of the season, right? Because at the end of the day, you're still looking at the totality of his first half, and I still think he's been great. And they're also one of the best teams in the league. But I think it's worth bringing up that it's not, you know, if this happened a month ago, he would have been in a much stronger lock than it is now. So I I wouldn't say I hesitated, but it's worth, you know, having a little note. Fair enough. Okay, so I'm going to give you my starters now. Okay. And Smart, Tatum, Brown, Rob, Grant. Rob, well, did you didn't get you missed? Yeah, okay, you got both Williams <laughs> yeah, in there. there. I, was trying, I was just <laughs> trying to make sure you didn't slate anybody. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, okay, so in the backcourt, I have Demar Derozan and Trey Young. Mm-hmm. In the frontcourt, I have Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kevin Durant. And the media, I'm fortunate enough to have a vote and um, submitted my ballot. So this is that's those five players are actually who I submitted. And I, you know, I think that there's, first of all, do you have any issue with any of those? I don't have an issue with your ballot, but I have an issue with DeRozan being listed as a guard, which we've discussed before in this podcast. And is he he not listed? Is he listed in both? Am I crazy? Was he listed in both or was he just listed as a guard? I believe he's only listed as a guard. (sighs) (laughs) You gotta, hey man. You know, these are just the the parameters of the world we live in. I understand that they're like kind of dumb. How often were they playing Levine, Ball, Caruso, DeRozan, and Vooch together? That was one of their highest usage lineups until everyone started getting COVID and everyone got hurt. It took no. That's that sounds. I'm, I don't. I don't want to start taking away from your ballot, but that to me sounds. <laughs> but I will say, you know. Dwayne, sometimes I think about this thing that Dwayne Casey said, which is in the era of positionless basketball, you, your position is who you defend. And so, Alex, why, why, why isn't Alex Caruso the four in these in these conversations? Or that, is a, that is a great quote. Um, I mean, DeRozan does guard up too, especially now. Um. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's you know, they, I'm not they, even they, trying to defend the NBA here. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, like, it's the stupid. Caruso thing is mostly out of like desperation and lack of. It speaks more to who else they have to throw it, Giannis or whoever. Yes, uh, and that's saying as someone who loves Caruso. Um, but yes, I think that's a great, uh, a great starting five. I think that's who should represent. I do think with Trey, and this is separate from a text war that Mike even ha- Mike and I have been having. You know, I was I, I, over I'm, Trey I'm, I'm, for a long I, I, time. I'm very glad that you're bringing this up because I didn't want to. I mean, you were throwing me under the bus with text messages that I thought were private earlier in this episode, That's true. so I wasn't gonna bring up the, I, the but, Trey but, Young but, text. But, but this is separate from the Trey Young text, which will remain private okay. for now. <laughs> but do you do you have any qualms? I mean, they've won four in a row. They're looking better. I think, frankly, a lot of that also has to do with DeAndre Hunter is so good um, and just kind of puts everyone in their place. Did you have any qualms about putting someone in from a team that had been largely playing so poorly for most of the season? You know, if the Hawks... 
like Trey, his second year, he starts in the All-Star game averaging pretty much the same numbers that he did now, except his three-point percentage was a little bit lower. The Hawks were terrible, and people were in, like outraged by this. And I think that, honestly, I'm not that concerned or thinking too deeply about their struggles this season because of what happened last season, if that maybe I'm wrong for doing that, but I still feel like they are much better than their record suggests. And, you know, his defense is a big reason why they've struggled for sure, but they have the second best offense in the NBA. And ultimately when he's on the floor, they're better than when he's off like significantly. So, you throw that in with all the, you know, the health and safety protocols, the injuries that they've had to so many key players mm-hmm. throughout the season. And I just don't pin it on Trey. Like I think he's proven that when push comes to shove, he's a winning player. Um, shout out to our colleague, Jeremy Wu, who was in those text threads. And um, I will throw him under the bus. He does not think that Trey is a winning player. I do. And, uh, so yeah, I I look at his numbers. I look at his impact. He's been he's just been phenomenal. Like he's a phenomenal basketball player, and he makes everyone around him so much better. He's one of the two or three best passers in the league. His pull up three is finally kind of catching up to his reputation. He's uh, broadened his skill set into the mid range. His floater is his floater. So like. Offensively, I just think he's like there's like four or five guys who are harder to game plan to stop mm-hmm. than he is, and it was kind of easy for me to put him in here. All right, yeah, that was my. I think you made a great case. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to argue. That was just my. That was my one question. Um, if I had to say anything, so well, I, I, who, think, I think those okay. are going to be the Okay, so who is there a name that you have off the top of your head where you're like, you know, I, I think that this player from a maybe a winning team I think is more deserving. A, I think you could make a case for Zach Levine. Oh, not, oh, yeah, that's not the I, name I was expecting. Okay, um, what's the case? I, I mean, the Bulls up until their very recent injury uh, troubles were, I think, like wire to wire the number one seed in the East uh, for much of the season. Not wire to wire. I mean, they were close with Brooklyn. It was a little bit back and forth, but. Um, I mean, if the counting stats are right up there, I don't think that he's been quite as impactful as DeRozan, certainly. Um, but that would have been one. Like I said, I, I like winning goes a, a lot further than me for me, maybe than most people um, in these scenarios. And I don't think it's like I, I, I ascribe to the theory that's like, oh, sometimes you should just put two guys from the best team or whatever the case may be. And I think Levine – Obviously, still, I'm a very good chance to make the team. I'm going to maybe guess that he's on yours. But, yeah, I, I you know, I just think that he's been one of the best players on the best teams. He's at 25, 5, and 4-ish right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are certainly all-star worthy numbers. For sure. Yeah, I like Zach Levine a lot. Yeah. The difference between the two, for me, is always the has always been the playmaking. Right, and right. Like if you and were to swap the, these the, two you know, guys, the burden for Trey is way higher. The pressure on him is a lot higher. Right, DeRozan is his teammate, and he's right. going to start in the All Star game. Right. Trey has no one like that. Save, you know, hopefully DeAndre Hunter kind of yeah. blossoms here, um, but he doesn't have anything close to yeah. that on his team. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so... Those are so there's no everything else was pretty straightforward. 
for you. I mean, Giannis, um, KD uh, are obvious. Those guys have to be on there. Embiid. Uh, yeah, Embiid, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Embiid's been nuts, man. Which we can. I've been saying on this podcast all season long, and I'll say it again. The Sixers is it, is Embiid seven. is it, is Embiid first right now in 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 the MVP discussion? No, Has he got no, there for you? No, and I know that you're a big recency bias guy, and you get you love to get swept up in the moment, and you have like you have eight people. <laughs> this winning moment MVP. is is like a month long. You have like eight people winning MVP, and you have twelve teams making the conference finals. <laughs> That's um, how we do it. I don't think I think Embiid is definitely in the top five. I think he's probably had a KD at this point, um, but he's still. I mean, I think Giannis, Steph's also. I think dropped, but I think right now it's Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic are probably in some more the top three. Okay, I so the Sixers case is interesting, or Embiid's case with the Sixers is interesting. Real quick, just because. He is far and away the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, there's the Ben Simmons situation. And the Sixers, they're in the sixth seed right now. And they're like two but they're games. they're close, yeah. They're, yeah, they're like two lo- back in the last column of your first place Miami Heat right now. And, you know, there's a lot of basketball left to be played. And I just think, like, if he continues to play as he's playing and the Sixers get a top three seed – It'll be really hard to be like, you know, I don't think Embiid is the MVP. You know what we need to do? What we need to do for the good of basketball, for the good of the MVP award, Embiid and Jokic got to switch teams for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We we need to see it happen. I mean, what would happen? We need to see it. I you know I I'm this is not to take anything away from Jokic who is phenomenal. Um, but like, I just know how the voting works with these things and like how voters think. And I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes. Yes. I, I agree. And like the nuggets aren't going to be top three. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. So I mean, we'll see if and, Jamal really does come back around the all-star break. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think they get to top three, but if you get the four seed somehow, which I guess also not really likely. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, no, Embiid's having great. a monster year. I mean, that's why they got to trade Simmons. It's getting absurd. I, my homie JJ Redick agrees. They can't waste this year of Embiid. They cannot. My homie JJ Redick. Yes. Okay. Shout we're out to Shelby. The- we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to cut that out and uh, play it <laughs> r- repeatedly from now on on every episode. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, do you want to now tell me your reserves, Rohan? Yes, I do. I mean, this is probably where the real fun starts, right? I have yes, a few guys. Who are I think I have five locks. Four locks, four and a half, four point five locks. Okay. 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 So remember, Steph, Ja, LeBron, Jokic, and Gobert were my starters, just as a refresher. Mm-hmm. In no particular order, these are the players who I think have to make it. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Emmanuel Paul, uh, Devin Booker, <laughs> Luka Doncic, and Carl Towns. Mm-hmm. Are my next five that I think they got to be on there. Okay. Right. So this is what I did. I picked two guys who I think should be on the team, but I think are probably not going to make it because of injury. Okay. Is one of them Anthony Davis? No. Oh, okay. Go you, on. AD for All Star. What? Uh, hey, you know, I'm just. You said injury, and I was like, okay. "How many games I mean, has he even played in?" No, no, no. no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But okay. one of them's Draymond. <laughs> one of them, one of them's Draymond Green, who's out indefinitely okay. right now. Yeah. Um, and then the, this is the last one, and this one was really hard for me because there's your guy Dejounte Murray, who I think is deserving, but once again, it it worries me a little bit how bad the Spurs have been. I believe they've also lost five in a row now. I think yeah. Paul George has a really good case for the last spot, but he's also injured and not going to make it. You got to let go of the Paul George I, thing. I won't. He's a fantastic defender. That team's still top 10 in defense. Um, yeah. And he was their best defensive player when he was playing. And the counting stats are right there. We just had, what, Levine at 24-5-5. Five and five. I know George doesn't have the efficiency, 
But I, I mean, he's still at what twenty five seven and five. I mean, I I don't know how we're just ignoring him entirely. I mean, again, the efficiency is not there, but you you expect that's going to take a hit with all the injury issues they've had. And then how he many, was also so, he was also playing with so, a bad elbow. Okay, so how many games has Paul George played? Do you want me to answer he, that? Because you don't know. Uh, he's played twenty six. Okay, so how many games has Anthony Davis played? <laughs> how many has he played? I have no idea. Twenty seven. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I hate to put Davis the kibosh also, on your argument. Anthony Davis was also <laughs> not good. <laughs> well, I, you know, chill. Like, come on. Uh, Russell Westbrook has not been good. Anthony Davis has been pretty good in those. He's minutes. been underwhelming. But, Anthony Davis he, has been uh, underwhelming. Uh, yeah, a victim of his own ex- incredibly high expectations for himself. But like relative to everybody else, he's uh, perfectly fine. And I think in the conversation for an all-star appearance, but won't get there because of the game. So that kind of, I, I, you know, well, anyway, I totally I, hear what- I, I don't think he's going to make the team. Okay. And uh, I, I so anyway. So who are the other two you're picking? If you'd let me get there. Anyway, assu- literally, <laughs> assuming Draymond and Paul George cannot make it, I'm going to go with DeJounte Murray as one of my picks. And then Bravo. this one, I'm going to be honest, I got a little romantic. I know it's going to make you mad because you're going to like hit me with like 12 stats in a row that, frankly, I'm just not going to care about. Okay. But I'm going to, instead of Draymond, I'm going to send Andrew Wiggins. Okay, just I mean, it's <laughs> just, just ridiculous, but okay. Like you that know, one was uh, almost that one was just engineered to make you angry. Uh, it doesn't make me angry. It's just like I don't. Okay, can I actually, you know what? This is a perfect time. We got an <laughs> it email. Make me angry, <laughs> no, but but I'm speechless. He's so upset. I, I have this email now that I want to read because it's it's. I'm glad that you you picked Wiggins because it, it allows us to do this. So this email comes in from Nathan who writes, my friend and I were talking about all-star voting and the wings in the Western Conference. Eventually, it got to a comparison between Mikhail Bridges and Andrew Wiggins. I thought it was an interesting discussion. Personally, I like Mikhail's defense and efficiency more. However, Wiggins' heavier offensive load and improved defense has boosted his approval rating across the board. Who do y'all think is more valuable to their team this year and going forward, Wiggins or Bridges? So thank you That's a great uh, for question. that email, Nathan. Yes, a great question. Very fascinating because of the roles that they these two are asked to play mm-hmm. on their respective teams, the two, arguably the two best teams in the Western Conference. You know, it's fascinating because Mikhail Bridges, his like – He's so consistently wonderful in the role he's he asked is, to play. And he, he doesn't is, even cross my mind for this exercise. He is the perfect third best player on a team. Third or fourth. I mean, they have eight. Third or fourth, books. yes. 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 But he is, I mean, this reminds me of what Chris Herring wrote before the season about Russell Westbrook. And he was basically like, you can't have a ball dominant third option. It just doesn't work. Um, You need someone who can shoot. And... Mikhail Bridges would be, I mean, he would be great on every team in the league, but especially a team that has a couple stars, or in Phoenix's case, two ball-dominant scorers, guys who need the ball in their hands. You could not ask for a more perfect person to slide in next to them than Mikhail Bridges. The Wiggins thing is interesting because the Warriors, the way they like to run their offense, the way they like to run their system, they're asking Wiggins to do a lot more. Now, whether they should or should not be is up for debate. I mean, Wiggins has been one of the best catch-and-shoot shooters in the league. I'll say that. Yes, yes, which yes. Is a, which is a huge development for him. I mean, the knock on him for years was he's never going to shoot threes well enough, et cetera. Now he's turned into knockdown catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. So that's big. But who has more value to their team? It's just they play even though they're kind of – slotted similarly in the hierarchy on their teams they're still asked to play such different roles i don't know that's a tough one that is a tough one so i mean i know that wiggins is what is he third now with like 2 million 2.5 million 2.6 million votes which is just like i just i i it, it is honestly uh 
I, I, I have no understanding of what this is. As Tom Ziller explained on his Substack, which everyone should subscribe to, uh, when you go to the NBA.com, NBA.com's kind of voting page, Wiggins pops up really quick, and he's just easier to spot and to vote for than someone like Draymond Green, who you have to kind of scroll down and and before you see his face. So I don't know if that's the explanation full on or if people love counting stats, if people love reclamation stories and all I that. I mean, it's a uh, combination. He's got narrative. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I'm serious. I kind of picked him to make you mad. I think the case <laughs> is also, you know, he plays for a great team. He's been important to their success, et cetera. So I, I can see why it it happened. But yeah, yeah. So it's well, tell me. I, I, I'm curious, though. In all seriousness, now, who are not to get away from that email, which was a really good email. But who are your? That's the thing. Is it, so? I I like Donovan, Chris Paul, Booker, Doncic, Towns, Draymond. Do you like Dejounte for that mm-hmm. last spot? Who's your last All Star? Unless you disagree with one of those first six that I picked. I, I mean, it's really interesting when I was going through this and you called me out earlier, but I was trying to fit players into three front court, two back court, two wild card. And I was really strict about it. And honestly, I was like, but you were, is- I, I've never heard about the reserves being limited to any kind of position thing. I, I just assumed that it was going to be positionless. Yeah, you would be correct. Um, <laughs> a few, I guess it changed a few years ago, was brought to my attention. Um, but I was trying to find like a, a, oh, a third. It, it used to be yeah. like front court, back court, and wild card or whatever, right? Right. Okay, yes. okay, okay. So I was trying to find the third front court player. And these are some of the names that were populating. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, what is happening? Um, you had well Wiggins, who I was just like, no. Um, Brandon Ingram. Uh, I don't. Kristaps Porzingis. I think Ingram has a sneaky case. Porzingis. It's, even, I, it's these are the uh, these are just like the honorable mention types, though. You know what I mean? Like they're not. Right, right. Th- this is not all. These are not all star seasons. Like so, it was that was just really tough. And then I was like, okay, if I can put Luca. If we're doing positionless, then Luca is not a backcourt player and whatever, and we can kind of fudge things a little bit. And in that case, DeJounte Murray, yeah, I think he is an all-star. I think that, uh, you know, uh, I wrote about this on the on, for, on our site for Power Rankings this week um, where I listed a player from each team to watch in the second half of the season. And I went pretty deep on DeJounte, who is just like all around – I don't know how many players are better at the position right now, frankly, mm. like doing what a point guard's supposed to do. He's like third or fourth in assists. He does not turn the ball over. He's super measured in his decision-making. He's averaging 19 points per game. He's finishing at the basket so much better than he did over the past two seasons, which was a big weak point. The three-point shooting is just still not there. But and I think that that really hurts him because people look at true shooting and they're like, oh, gross. They look at the Spurs record and they're like disgusting. But when he's on the floor, they're just so much better. And that's not like a lot of things go into on off numbers. I think when you watch the Spurs play, the way he calms them down, the way he gets everybody into the right spots, it's not like a mistake. Defensively, he's just a total menace. Um when he steals the ball too, there's like this inevitability about it where it's just like he just takes the ball from NBA players. <laughs> there's no it's like when he gets like two real steals a game, if that makes any right, sense. Right. And I just enjoy watching him play more than almost anybody in the whole league. And uh I, what about yeah, he's just an all star. Can I counter with Shea Gilgis Alexander or no case for you? Uh this brings us to the second email of today's show. Uh, it comes in from Rui, who writes, I write to you right after watching a surprisingly entertaining basketball game between two of the most compelling yet young NBA teams, the Thunder and the Cavaliers. Jared Allen is Clint Capella with the low post game and without the injuries. 
Darius Garland has the potential to be Mike Conley 2.0, and Evan Mobley has a shot to be a future MVP. And yet, Shea Gilgis-Alexander gave them a fair fight. My hot take is that SGA is a top 20 player in the NBA, and he won't be considered for the All-Star game because he's on a young, really bad team. Is it really a hot take? So thank you, Rui. Awesome email. Uh, I love SGA, and... One of my favorite players. I'm not quite ready super to go fun top to watch. 20, but he's great. 20 is high. 20 yeah. is high. Um, his team is still, you know, I think that there are degrees to, uh, honestly, I don't even know how to parse, like, bad spurs from bad thunder. If that, like, like for some reason, I'm, I'm more in line to punish, not punish, but, like, disparage that's also a bad word to use here (laughs) (laughs) um i I look at i look at sga and i'm like yes some of his numbers are just uh a guy who is forced to score who has the ball in his hands a ton on a really crummy team and Dejounte is out here making a lot of winning plays that don't have anything to do with scoring i I will say that i think shay does the same thing and you know, if you read local Thunder coverage, shout out to Joe Masato. Um, you know, they'll tell you, oh, Shea set up Josh Giddy for this late bucket, or you know, he didn't want the he didn't necessarily need to need the last shot here or whatever. I I know what you're saying. DeJounte's great and the, the assist numbers are there, the playmaking is there. I do think that Shea does that. I mean, they're both obviously on bad teams. Yeah. I think that Shea's three-point percentage also, you know, I, I know I just said that thing about DeJounte, but his is even lower than DeJounte's. He's only making 28% of his threes after making 42% last season. It is a weird, that, it was, I mean, he's always been a good shooter, so the drop there has been weird. Right, and uh, also a significant drop in his two-point percentage. So, you know, if like last year, I thought it was a really sneaky, he was a sneaky candidate to be an all-star if you wanted to get cute with it. Yeah. But this year, I'm just like, he's just, you know, he's got to be better in a lot of different ways before we give it to him. Um, so I'd say that he is an honorable mention. Uh, and also Anthony Edwards is an honorable mention. Mm. I wanted to shout him out because he's he's way ahead of schedule. He's terrifying. He's going to, like, take over the NBA in three years. I hope people are ready for that. Um He's so much fun. Uh, So shout out to Anthony Edwards, who's not quite an all-star yet. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so, you know, I had Draymond in as my reserve, uh, as a reserve, mm-hmm. despite the, the the injury that he's suffered. I just... You can't leave impact when he, yeah. No, I think he's he's like if we're not putting him as an all star, then what are we even doing? Like when he was on the floor, when he was healthy for a significant part of the season, um, he was like one of the most dominant players in basketball. So he's an all star, and then uh, yeah, I have Dejounte, but everybody else I have as well um, with Rudy as my reserve as opposed to to Cat. Yeah. So I think you we're pretty much in line yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the West I think is probably a little bit easier this year than the East. I don't think there's a ton of it really is that last spot spot and a half really if but yeah I think that the it'll be interesting to see I guess maybe if there are end up being injury replacements who the coaches end up going with but I think the west was actually pretty straightforward this year 
no uh did you consider russell westbrook or taylor horton tucker or austin reeves <laughs> no well i just you know i'm worried that taylor horton tucker is going to end up in the the east somehow when the lakers trade him for like ben simmons or someone like that so <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to you know ruin it and then we'd have to we'd have to record re-record the podcast and do it all over again so but how would you respond emotionally if the uh, Miami Heat traded like Struess and Gabe Vincent for Taylor Horton Tucker? Just like what would what would happen in your brain? Oh my god! I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about that reality. We listen. The Heat got enough problems with their current players who have trouble shooting. I'll just leave it like that. They don't need to go ahead and go get up. Uh, someone else's player who doesn't shoot very well. Glorious. Okay, so let's let's shift speaking of the heat. Let's shift to uh the Eastern Conference reserves. Yeah. This is um, yeah, this is where the the money of this podcast gets made right here. I have, you know, as as I'm want to do, I have a bunch of uh a bunch of honorable mentions. This was really tough. I got to be honest. And there's also at the same time a chance that you and I have the same seven. There's a chance. Uh, was I supposed to pick some also? You are. Uh, <laughs> you don't. You don't have to write them down in spirit. Oh, you can okay. have your seven selections, okay, and okay. Cool, you can cool, tell cool. me how this fits. Great, um, great okay, great. so I'm just going to read uh, my seven names off: uh, James Harden, mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, Jared Allen, Zach Levine, and your boy Jimmy Butler. Those are my seven. Now, so you don't have Darius Garland right now. I don't. Okay, tell me that again. Tell me. I'm gonna give me your. I need to. Let me write it down. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay, I had Harden, Freddie okay. All Star. Right. Okay. Uh, my my boy Tatum. I had Drew Holiday, Jared Allen as the the, the Cleveland Cavaliers representative. Okay. I, I I think that they should only have one representative. Okay. Um, Zach Levine uh, and uh, Jimmy Buckets. Okay. And the honorable mentions. I mean, well, let me just say, like, of the seven names that I mentioned, are any. You know, are any like egregious to you? Get to your honorable mentions first and then we'll discuss. <laughs> okay. So I had, uh, and some, you know, these are just like some names that I'm just going to throw out there. Um, Sabonis, who is like wrecking people every He's really, night. He had a slow start and it felt like all of a sudden Rick Carlisle was like, I'm actually going to give him the ball again. And let him stop he's, shooting threes, and he's been wrecking. He's truly destroying everyone. Like his so field goal percentage in the restricted area is like he seventy-seven. He does or not get enough credit for actually being an incredibly physical player in the post, and is like really good at at banging with other big guys in like on the block. Like he will move people out of the way, and it's really impressive. Yeah. So shout out to him. That was a tough one. And, you know, as I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to, when I write, by the time I write my column, if that's going to, that's going to hold. But right now that's, that's how it is. Um, So bonus, I have Chris Middleton as another honorable Mm -hmm. mention. Uh, Jalen Brown as an honorable mention. Uh, Garland, who you mentioned, uh, is an honorable mention. And then Bradley Beal, who is just like, Mm. you know, Doing Bradley Beal things, sort of, you know, not as efficient. The three ball just hasn't fallen from this year. Uh, the team has kind of fallen off a little bit um, after a really hot start. And he's, you know, he has his moments, but he's just not even close to as effective as the guy who was like leading the league in scoring or, or coming close to leading the league in scoring the past two seasons. So those are like my my big honorable. Me- I mean, you could pick someone from Charlotte, maybe like Lamelo Ball might be an honorable mm. mention. Uh, but besides that, like Bam is has been hurt and he's missed too many games. Agreed. I love Bam, obviously. Uh, uh, could Kyle Kyle Lowry might be an honorable mention? I don't know. I Kyle mean, I want to shout out the Heat. Kyle Lowry is an interesting one because if you look at his stats, they're 
not all that far off from Chris Paul. And I think he's been the most important player on the team this year just because of uh, how many games he's played. I, Jimmy's missed a lot more time than him, although Lowry's been out for the last few games because of personal reasons. Um, like Lowry and Chris Paul are shockingly close in counting stats, but I think Chris Paul has been a better player this year. But yeah. I think Lowry's good in honorable mentions. Okay, yeah. So I'm actually surprised to hear you say that, but but yeah. So are there any names who I think the know, big agree, one egregious might be a little strong, but names. There's nothing like, egregious. Maybe. I think that you could make an argument for Garland over Holiday is probably the one I would maybe maybe argue with. Okay, just, what's the case? I, think, I think the degree of difficulty their stats are actually pretty similar um garland's a little average is a little bit more points drew obviously is you know one of the better defenders in the league uh his three-point shooting has been really good this season garland i think has to carry a much higher burden for his team than drew holiday does i mean drew holiday plays with arguably the mvp mm-hmm. and that to me would be my. I mean, the, and again, I, I'm the person who's been saying this whole time that winning is kind of a tiebreaker here, and the Bucks are obviously one of the best teams in the league, especially when their guys are healthy. But, and I understand it seems kind of crazy to give the Cavs two All Stars at the same time. They've had the best net rating in the East for a, a huge chunk of this season. Yeah, they're great. And. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm not. Arg- I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate more than saying I think you made a wrong choice because I think Drew is an all-star caliber player and it's fantastic, and I love him. And I was like blessed enough to be at the NBA Finals when he made that steal on Devin Booker, and it was just one of the most exciting, incredible plays I've ever seen in my life. Shout out to Drew Holiday. Was that when you were complaining about the the Suns, the heat in Phoenix? Was that like in the midst of of that? Bro, it was so hot. It was so hot. I was drinking Dasani. That's how hot it was. Um, This is not an ad because it sucks. It's a bad product. Um, Shout out to Fries. We would we would uh, walk to like the convenience store and just buy two gallons of water. There was one day where I drank an entire gallon of water before noon. Just to prepare for how dehydrated I was going to be, uh, walking out of my hotel room and being in the sun for even five minutes. But anyway, I think that that would be my argument for Garland. Is I think he's he's doing it with a higher degree of dif- difficulty than Drew Holiday is. So on a team that's I would, also been really good. Yeah, what I would say is, why are you? And like Garland is tough. Garland was probably, I know I said his name after Chris Middleton, but like Garland is a, a tougher cut from this than, than Chris Middleton is. Um, and a tougher cut than Jalen Brown is for sure. But why are you trying to take, like why did, why was Drew Holiday the guy who you were um, potentially trying to swap out as opposed to someone who's a little more, um, Similar in skill set like Zach Levine. So I, here's where it came down to. I think Harden is, Harden is a lock. I think Jimmy should be on it. Although Jimmy, I mean, if he's missed enough games, I think there's an argument. I think Tatum should be on it. Levine, I mean, I was briefly arguing Levine as a starter at the beginning of this pod, and I think Levine, it goes back to um, the points, not to harp on scoring, but, I mean, that's the hardest part of the game, right? Um, and he's been on the team that was first in the East for such a long time that it, it was hard for me to leave him off. I, I mean, you could really argue Jared Allen, but I think we're both like huge Jared Allen fans. This is a Jared Allen is like a like he might not make it. I understand that. Yeah. He's like it's like a principle here. Like, yes. Yes. I just if that you're that guy, good on that, defense, yeah. You, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, that that type and of player never gets lost. Yeah. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I was going to say, like, the Suns have had a lot of success, seemingly whoever they started at center this year. Like, DeAndre Ayton is having a hell of a season when he's healthy. Sure. Um, And he's not going to really get any all-star consideration, but he's been great. So, to me, it just came down to 
frankly, I think it came down to like Drew plays with the MVP, and that's not to take away how great him and Middleton are, which is like a rap that they get that's a little unfair. We saw what they did in the playoffs last year. They each had their moments during that run. They don't win it without those guys, certainly. And we saw how big of an upgrade it was to go from someone like Bledsoe to Drew Holiday. So it was less about where Drew is and more about I, I couldn't leave. I just don't think you can leave Levine off with how good the Bulls have been. Harden is Harden. Van Vliet's nuts, man. I, I know he's Van Vliet's not a lock. <laughs> Van Vliet I, is I know, a lock. I know that Van Vliet is like not better than a lot of guys in the league, but there's also a ton of guys who are quote-unquote better that I would take him over if I'm starting my team just because of just how cool he is. He's just a cool guy, great vibes. Um, and he just has like a an, an effortlessness, a coolness to his game that it's hard to quantify. But, I mean, we saw what he did in the playoffs. Like, I love Fred Van Vliet. So, and that, that, yeah, it just comes down to like personal preference, I guess. And I love Drew Holiday. But if I'm being like in a position to argue, which is kind of the nature of podcasts, I guess, I would I would maybe argue Garland over Drew, but I'm not banging the table for it. So, real quick, because I just looked this up while we were recording, I'm going to be honest. Drew Holiday's net rating when he's on the floor uh, without Giannis, um, and this is in 36 games, 15 and a half minutes per game, uh, his net rating is 6.8. Yeah, that's Giannis. fantastic. That's fantastic. So that's like the only teams that have a better net rating than that are the Suns, the Warriors, and the Jazz. Yeah. So no, I mean that's a great point. I mean, listen, they have a good team. They have also have Middleton. I mean, they have Grayson Allen. Uh, bringing it but, full circle, uh, baby. Yeah, they have a good team. They have a good team. But no, that's a good stat. That's a good stat. I wonder if any media members will vote for Grayson Allen because we don't the the actual people who vote they don't release like whose name is attached to what players and i do wonder just like because we get some funky stuff with the media over the years and you know i i'm pretty sure that that foul happened after that the ballots were, were due but it would be i would not put it past someone in 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 uh this illustrious some Bucks radio guy yeah to just be like <laughs> yeah. After the the witch Just a hunt, protest vote. After the witch hunt, <laughs> the silencing, putting the the last nail in his cancel culture casket, exactly. he gets Beautiful a vote. Stuff. Yeah, there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so, I mean, I, there was no Tatum pushback from you, no... Uh... No P.J. Tucker over Jason Tatum. I'm proud of you for that. I mean, P.J. Tucker is leading the league in three-point percentage, um, is a world champion, which Jason Tatum is not. Um, and his, <laughs> his floater is just angelic. I mean, his like he angelic. Puts ba- he puts babies to sleep every time he takes a floater. That's how soft and pillowy and beautiful it is. So please, do, please put some respect on uh, Pops John. I think that's what it is. Uh, yes, please put some respect on PJ Tucker. Uh, you take that back. I'm going to push back on you putting Jalen Brown in uh, honorable mention. Oh my god! Um, that was Stop a heat it. check. That was a heat Stop check. Stop it! Carry the hell off. That was a heat check. To carry <laughs> the hell off. Just stop it. <laughs> I just want everyone to know even. my new my new bit. Every time I text Mike about 
uh, if Jalen Brown shoots under 50%, I just text Mike, what did Jalen Brown shoot tonight? Carry the hell on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an outstanding bit. I don't care what anyone says. It's a good bit. Shout out to Celtics blog, who is going to say they want to punch me in the face again. But just if you, if you ever have the opportunity to text Mike, uh, Jalen Brown, 5 for 17, carry the hell on, I advise you to do it. Yes, shout out to everyone, and and if you have the opportunity to text Mike, do not text Mike that. <laughs> that would be terrific. <laughs> uh, no pushback on Tatum, whose stats are absurd. Um, his efficiency is not no, been great yeah. this season, though. It's not but been I mean, a great no, year for him. You know, 26, uh, 9, and 4. I mean, it's kind of hard to leave that guy off. And he just plays. Like yeah. I, I like he doesn't miss time. Plays a ton of minutes every game. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I love Fred. Also, yes, uh, leads the league in minutes. Uh, when he's on the floor, they're great. When he's off, they stink. Like Nick Nurse is just like, please, like he's just he's running him ragged for a reason. He has to. He's a, he's amazing. You would really put a uh, Jalen Brown in over Tyler Hero. Um, I would, and I would not think twice about it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> is is Tyler Hero? Are you trying to throw him into the honorable mention discussion? No, I'm not. I, I said okay, in my good. I said in my awards column he had a very fringe All Star case, but I, I don't even think that's true anymore. Fringe, yeah, yeah, extremely, yeah. extremely. It's like it's there's fringe. like a Reddit community <laughs> dedicated to it, like that <laughs> level of fringe, like petitioning the NBA to put him back on the ballot. Um, okay, so Rohan, do you have any other All Star thoughts before we we close out this episode? Um, just that uh, if you think you're going to see me there that weekend, it's going to be very hard for me to leave Los Angeles for Cleveland in February. Um, <laughs> who was that directed towards? I don't know. Because a lot of our listeners know. are not going know. to Cleveland. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You never know. You never know. Um, I don't really have any all-star thoughts other than, you know, last year the game was obviously played, I think, under – it was very obvious most players did not want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see hopefully a little bit more normal all-star game. In the first year they used – the quote-unquote Elam ending, it was fantastic. So I hope we get another game similar to that. I just say quote-unquote because I don't know if the NBA likes calling it the Elam ending or what they're calling it or whatever, but... Uh, you yeah, can call it whatever I, you want. That's true. That's true. I just... Um, I hope it's a fun game. I hope it's a fun game. I I also want to say, like, the people who complain when it's, like, it's the first quarter and there's, like, eight dunks in a row and it's, like, sure enough, some NBA writer is going to be like, oh, no defense, like eight dunks in a row. Nobody's even trying. Please relax, okay? <laughs> this happens every year where they don't try in the first quarter. And then if it's close enough in the fourth, the juices get flowing and we get some good moments. But, yeah, um, I think that these teams are good. I think that these teams are good. And, and uh, I think this is a cool mix of uh, hopefully we get some fresh faces in there, but also the guys we all want to see play. It's truly impressive how you started this episode at the All-Star game and All-Star participants do not matter to they don't uh, matter criticizing to me per- people who criticize the game. They don't matter to me personally, but and then I'm also but I'm also not out here like getting <laughs> upset about it online certainly. <laughs> not, you know, I'm not, I don't get upset about the quality of the all-star game, okay? That's absurd. I'm sorry. I agree. Those people need help, and there's a few yeah. off the top of my head that I'm going to shout out um, if they if they act up yeah. this year. They're getting shouted out on the pod because yeah. I've had enough as well. It's ridiculous. Have some fun. Lighten up. Yeah. It's for the kids. Oh, no, <laughs> right. oh, no man. I had to watch eight <laughs> slam dunks in a row. What a terrible <laughs> – good Lord. Uh, all right. So that'll do it for today's show. Rohan, thank you so much. This was a real pleasure. Um, thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you so much to to Shelby, our producer. We will be hitting you back um, either later this week or next week with the Rip City Royston Report. Don't worry. Anthony does Shelby, does been- Shelby uh, still have his kneecaps or have they been busted after all the sports <laughs> gambling he's been doing? <laughs> 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 
uh, that, stay tuned for for the yeah. answer to that question yeah. um, at, in a later in a later time in the future. Um, but thank you so much again to all of our listeners. Um, and please keep the emails coming. They've been so great. Openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Everybody stay safe. Everybody continue to enjoy the NBA season. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.